it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello and how has your week been? Another one gone and we're about to get stuck into another brand new one in music history. Hope you've had a good week. This is Marty Miller here. This was the week that David Bowie started to get Christmassy in 1977. You ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh yeah, sure. I like uh, John Lennon. The Beatles try to spend all their money rather than give it to the tax man. And you too take back the music they gave us on Apple in 2014. Uh, Oops. All of that over the next 10 minutes, and probably less, to be honest with you. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. All right, so we'll start with that one in 1977 when David Bowie got Christmassy when he recorded a guest appearance on Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas, the TV show duetting with Crosby on Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. Tell me, uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like uh, John Lennon and the other one with uh, Harry Nelson. Ooh, you go back that far, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is these days. And they told me bum A newborn king to see bum So that Bowie and Bing thing happened on September 11th, 77. Meanwhile, September 11th, 2001. Where were you when the towers came down? Well, walking to work in New York City as a comic book illustrator, Jared Way witnessed those attacks on the World Trade Center. That inspired him to start a band who became My Chemical Romance. It was like, um, I mean, it was like being in a in a science fiction film, you know, or like a, or some kind of like a disaster film. It was exactly that kind of feeling. You didn't believe it. Like it felt like you were an independent day or something. Like it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Your brain couldn't process it. Mm-hmm. And I think the, one of the first thoughts that went in my head when I went down is, the, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean for the world? Like, how's this going to change everything? It was this week back in 1990 that Stevie Nicks and Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac announced they were leaving the band at the end of the current tour. Stevie had her reasons. But Lindsay always blamed Fleetwood Mac for the loss of me. That had we not joined Fleetwood Mac, we would have continued on with our music, but we probably would have gotten married and we probably would have had a child and it would have been a different life. Funny, I would not have said this was two decades ago. We lost Johnny Cash this week in 2003. Respiratory failure at 71 years of age. One of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. The death of a legend, our top story this half hour. Johnny Cash has gone. The country music world is saying goodbye to the legendary man in black. He died early this morning at a hospital in Nashville. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling round the bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when Stuck in Folsom Prison, the gravel voice singer passed away from diabetes complications after respiratory failure. A hospital spokeswoman said Cash was admitted late last month for a stomach condition. Cash's songs about prison, hard times and everyday life helped earn him the title of the greatest man in country music. He was 71. Have you ever heard of an electronics company called 50 Shapes Limited? No, me neither. But funnily enough, the Beatles were involved in this company. Tax write-off, huh? They employed a guy called Magic Alex 
to be the company's director. This guy said that he could build a 72-track tape machine instead of the four-track they were using at Abbey Road. Of course, that never happened in Alex's uh, world anyway. And another one of his mad plans was to have Ringo play behind an invisible sonic force field so he wouldn't be heard by other mics in the room. Huh? George Harrison later said that employing Magic Alex was one of the biggest disasters of all time. He spent a fortune. Hello, I'm Alexis uh, from Apple Electronics. Uh, I would like to say hello to all my brothers around the world and uh, to all the girls around the world and to all the electronic people around the world. In 2009, Vera Lynn went to number one on the UK album chart with We'll Meet Again, the very best of Vera Lynn. At the age of 92, it made her the oldest living artist to achieve that feat with an album. Of course, Vera, remembered by Pink Floyd. Vera! Vera! Don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Son of Ringo, Zach Starkey is celebrating a birthday this week, plays drums now with the Who, of course. This is the incredible Zach Starkey! Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. Did you know that it was this week in September of 1955? In fact, September 14th, after a rather boozy lunch into a recording studio, Little Richard went and he said this for the very first time on tape. In 1979, Quadrophenia was released. It was based on the Who's 1973 rock opera. It featured Phil Daniels, Toya Wilcox, Ray Winston and Sting. And it was magic. Still is. I left home last night. I mean, nothing seems right apart from Brighton. I was a mud there, you know? There's a one minute you're right, next minute you're going bloody stupid. You can't even have a bit of the other without kicking your mate's head in for it. In 2014, Amy Winehouse had a statue unveiled in Camden Town in London for her birthday. Her dad, Mitch, and the actress and friend of Amy, Barbara Windsor, were there. So it gives me great pleasure. I'm so honoured. I can't tell you thank you, Mitch, for asking me. Thank you so much. To unveil this wonderful statue of Amy. Incredibly mixed emotions, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And um, they don't put statues up to people that are with us anymore. So it kind of reinforces the fact that physically she's gone, but spiritually, she'll never leave us. This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. In 2004, the Ramones guitarist Johnny Ramone died in Los Angeles after a five-year battle with prostate cancer. Pioneering punk rock guitarist Johnny Ramone has died after a long battle with prostate cancer at the age of 55. If the Ramones invented punk rock, and they did, then Johnny Ramone, born John Cummings, was the man who created punk's thrashing locomotive guitar style. 
Johnny's death follows the passing of Joey Ramone in 2001 and Dee Dee Ramone in 2002. And finally in 2014, Apple released a tool to remove U2's new album from iTunes and your phone, six days after giving away the album for free. Some users, <coughs> lots, had complained about the fact that the latest album, Songs of Innocence, had automatically been downloaded onto their devices without their permission. It was bold, but I thought it was rather cool, to be very honest with you. This is from Harriet Madeline Jobson to Bono. Can you please never release an album on iTunes that automatically <laughs> downloads to people's playlists ever again? It's really rude. Uh, oops. And that is a look at this week in music history from September 11th until September 15th. Thanks a lot for checking out the podcast. Subscribe, hit the button now. And we'll do it all again next time. My name is Marty Miller. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.